Welcome to the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Christine Mills. On the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast, I feature entrepreneurs while I discuss ways you can grow your business today. Step onto the veranda, get a cup of tea, get comfortable, and let's talk shop. Let's do this. Good morning. Welcome to the Veranda Financing Podcast. Today is a special episode because we are talking about ways that you can save a life. Today, our guest is Arthur Dunk of the Caribbean Bone Marrow Registry. He founded the registry to help individuals from the region, Latin America, and beyond stricken with leukemia, sickle cell anemia, and other blood maladies in need of a stem cell bone marrow transplant. And we think that this episode will be perfect for you who are missing because you never know when you're going to need this service. And we really want you to listen in and see how you can work with the Caribbean Bone Marrow Registry. Hi, thanks for joining us today, Arthur. Thank you, Kristen, for having me. Uh, waking up early to, to <laughs> give us an opportunity to share with your listeners. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank you and your husband, the, the team at Wings Magnus, and also Veranda Financing for being there for us from the beginning. And we have made a lot of strides, and people like yourself are part of that process. Well, that's awesome. Well, could you tell us a little bit about Caribbean Bone Registry? Okay, so the registry um, is based on trying to help people from the region, Latin America and beyond, that are in need of a stem cell transplant. Uh, what happened is that the the need is great because we, as a group, are underrepresented in worldwide registry. So it came out of a need of helping individuals who need stem cell transplant to have an opportunity to get a transplant. Okay. And why did you start the company? Uh, well, we started the company. The story is interesting. I um, came to this country many years ago from Jamaica. I should have gone to medical school, but... A series of incidents and circumstances got me into the field in 1990, which kind of tells my age. Okay. <laughs> and um, through that experience, I got into this field, and uh, it's been a labor of love because yeah. we were able to help many, many people here in the United States receive stem cell transplants. Unfortunately, as time went on, I noticed that a lot of people from the region would come up for help, from Latin America would come up for help, and they would pass away from their diseases because there was no match. And so I had a tremendous yearning to do something about it. And in 1997, uh, a patient husband had died. A, a patient um, had died, and I was I made a promise to his crying widow that as soon as I had an opportunity to do something about it, we would. And so in 2014, we got this going, and it's actually been a tremendous help and blessing because many people have been helped. There's a tremendous awareness out there now. And we have a tremendous team of people working with us. We have, I want to mention them, we have doctors, Ronald Charlton, doctors Medat Asker, and Dr. Warf from the University of the West Indies, who are the driving forces behind this effort. We have mm -hmm. over 600 donors in our database so far, wow. and we are growing stronger every day. So it's been tremendous. So what challenges do you see um, with the genetic makeup of people of color and why it may be difficult for them to find matches in registries? Okay, great. Great question. 
the, the, it's, a, it's a numbers game. It really is okay. a numbers game, man. And the fact is that although the industry has been around for more than 30 years as far as looking for stem cell transplants, the point is that we are underrepresented in registries worldwide. So, unfortunately, when people of Caribbean descent, when people of African descent um, develop these maladies, if you don't have a match within your family, then your chance of survival goes way down. The numbers are bad for people of Caribbean and Latin American descent, especially in the Caribbean. We rank last in the world in mm. finding a match outside of your family. So the numbers are against us. And that's why we're so motivated to change this, to do what we can to help our people. Um, two years ago, uh, as a matter of fact, last year, 2017 in November, we started a process with uh, Stem Cell Registry Alliance where a group of us from Ghana, Nigeria, Kenya, uh, South Africa, and the UK came together. We're all emerging registries or recruitment groups we came together to, to try and put together uh, a collaboration that would enable us to help the people from the diaspora. So far, our main project is a 100K project where we hope to, raise, to recruit 100,000 donors by the year 2030. So we're excited mm. about that. That's very exciting. Is it So when people, can you walk us through the process of actually being part of the registry? Like if someone's listening to us right now, and they're like, okay, that sounds interesting. What do they need to do to be a part of the registry? Okay, before I do that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a little tidbit of a news. Uh, we, we actually have found matches so far, related matches. We found one for a 16-year-old patient in Latin America. We also found one for a 51-year-old um, who is actually having a transplant um, now. So we have had some success as far as helping people, which, which I want. It's not all bad, you know. We're get we're, we're making progress. So I right. wanted that that's out awesome. there. <laughs> no, yes, that's yes, awesome. So we're happy. That's awesome. We're very happy about that. So it's easy to become registered. It's it's basically a swap. Um, it takes five minutes. We if you fill out a, a questionnaire, we goes over some basic questions, and then we'll swap. We do a, we do a cheek swab, cheek swab, and that's it. It just the samples go off to the laboratory. It's tested. Um, once we get the results, it's put in a database, and uh, we'll search it when folks need matches and, and take it from there. We're currently working with about six active patients who are looking okay. for transplant. The, the ranges the ranges go from um, children all the way up to adults, and um, that's that's our main focus to see what we can do to help these individuals who have not found a match within their family members and are looking for donors. And um, you hear these ages from children all the way up. Um, I know that in a business, in an industry like yours, like you said, there are a lot of triumphs, and there are also times when um, you couldn't really help someone. Could you tell us of the triumphs as well as the times where, you know, you couldn't find a match just for everyone to understand how serious this situation is? Yeah, I might get emotional. Well, <laughs> the triumphs are, you know, the 16-year-old that we're able to help and the 51-year-old yeah. who's, who, who, who's doing well right now, who's having the transplant. Um, we're very happy about that. Um, the, the, my first case um, was in 2014. I was in Baltimore and received a call from a young lady. Her husband, she's of Trinidadian descent. Her husband had leukemia and they, there was no help, so they wanted to see what we could do. So we organized a drive, and his, his, his name was Ed Duke. 
so we organized a drive to have 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 some 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 donors for him um I remember I got a phone call about a month later. It was from his wife uh she she called me and she she said Ed's not doing well and um I could hear in the background you know you hear the the, the machines in the background and she well, said, what man. is it and um she said, "Oh, Ed wants you to know that he wants you to get the samples, even though he won't make it." Wow. So we got like 50 donors. Um, they had a center from Trinidad, and they're not part of our database. But I remember him every day, and uh, we keep working for him and carrying on his fight. Uh, we also yeah. had a, a patient. His name is David Rochester. Um, he's, he was in Canada of Jamaican descent. He also passed away before anything could be done. And uh, we are actually working with a family where we have a scholarship fund for the children of our deceased don't, um, patients, mm-hmm. and we we try and help them um, help them as far as you know, well, education awesome. is concerned. So yeah. yeah, those are the stories that break my heart, but it keeps me yeah. up every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, that's that's tough. <laughs> but you know, when you think about even like a disease like sickle cell that affects so many um, African Americans, the Caribbean Bone Marrow Registry could really help because if they find an, um, a match, how would that help, like someone with sickle cell? Yes, sickle cell is also one of the diseases that we, we work with, sickle cell patients. Um, same concept, um, basically a, a match is found, um, the donor will be worked up with the patient, and then they'll, they'll go for transplant. So sickle cell is another area, which is, again, is endemic to the African-American community, the Caribbean communities, um, Middle Eastern communities. So we try our best to 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 be there for everyone as it relates to these kind of diseases because until we improve these numbers um things are not going to change so we really have mm-hmm. to do what we can do to improve the numbers for them so how can we be a part of this um this challenge that you have created um could you tell us a little bit more about it, how we can be a part of it simple 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 uh, um oh, the, the easiest way there are three ways um number one you can become a potential donor um, our donor age ranges from 18 to 60. Uh, some registries cut off at 45, but you can get a, a, a transplant up to or up to 60 years old. So we want to make it available to everybody as possible, especially since our numbers are low. So we go from ages 18 to 60. Um, basically, you contact us at our, our website www.caribbeanmower.org. We'll give you send off all the information you need. Um, we'll send out the kits. You swab, send it back to us, and we'll we'll start the process that way. So that's the first way you can help. If you're not able to become a a donor, um, you can send a family member or or a friend. You know, send them to our website so they can be involved. The next is support. We're not funded by the government. We're we basically raise our own support. Um, so you can also donate, make a don- financial donation by visiting our website. Everything is all set up there. You it, we have a 501c. Um, three company Warmar Fund, which will take care of your receipts and stuff like that. We also have a relationship with Amazon. We're part of the Amazon Smile program. So if you shop on Amazon and you adopt us as your nonprofit Warmar Fund, then Amazon will send us a small donation at no extra cost to you. We're trying to raise funds to build the infrastructure. We're trying to raise funds for typings. We're trying to raise funds for a, a commercial database. And we're also raising funds to help the children of our deceased patients. So 
these are what the funds go for. So it's very simple, easy ways, and especially in the season of giving, um, I can't think of a better way to celebrate Christmas this year than to support an organization like this. You can literally save a life through just a swab or um, also just donating to this cause because this is doing great things. And most of us, especially in the African-American descent, know someone who is suffering with sickle cell um, anemia and who has been impacted by different forms of cancer. And to hear of these numbers, you know, it's very startling, but also to hear of all the people you're helping, that gives us a lot of hope. So, um, um, author, I'm so happy that you stopped by, and um, I just have these rapid-fire questions for people to get to know you a little bit. you have a minute for this? Yeah, but before I also visit us on Facebook, we're on Facebook, Instagram, yeah. and Twitter, because that helps you to follow up what we're doing, you know, so you'll have updates, you'll see what's going on, uh, and, and we love to build relationships, so feel free to do so. And also, before we go into rapid-fire questions, can you tell us a little bit about your service for genetic mapping? Okay, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> right. so uh, as Christy knows, I've been in the field of immunogenetics for a very, very long time. It kind of dates me, um, 28 years. <laughs> 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 and due to my, my love for history and, and, and geography, I fell into the, the HLA haplotype matching program. We were able to look at certain haplotypes that are transferred from your 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 ancestors from hundreds of thousands of years. So basically, what we're able to do is to to map whatever haplotype you inherited from wherever your your ancestors came from, and we're able to 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 put it in a database. We're able to tell you well, where we think you're you know based on numbers where we think you're descendant from, um, and it's, it's really interesting. We're also working to to do it across the Caribbean and Latin America. So in the future, we were to say, okay, you're from the Southeast United States, you're from Northeast United States, and you're linked, yeah. to, you're linked to someone in the Caribbean, you're linked to someone in Latin America, you're linked to someone in Africa. And wow. part of the um, STEM Terrestrial Project is we're also going to be doing a lot more of that. We're, we're going to be collaborating to do half a type studies also. So it's a fascinating field. I, I, I am a lab a lot geek when it comes down to that stuff for the numbers of it. So um, we also offer that service. So if you don't want to become a part of the registry, but you want to find out, you know, it's a small sample size because we're, we're relatively small. If you want to find out a little bit about what we know so far, you can contact us for Ancestral Mapping Program, and we'll get you involved in that. Thanks for bringing now, that up. <laughs> now, I have a question, though. What has been the most interesting um, ancestral mapping you've seen? Because I think sometimes we assume that we – we are from a certain place, and when you get the the research back, it may look completely different than where you thought you were from. Well, it's interesting. Uh, full disclosure, uh, I I did Christine's husband, and he <laughs> had a <laughs> he had a, a a very rare um, allele which was from China. So uh, you know, typically he looks he, he he doesn't look Chinese, but is a very rare allele, which is from China, uh, which is very interesting because people from the Caribbean and a lot of people here in the United States, we're, we, we have all these mixtures in our gene pool that we don't know about. So that was one of the most fascinating cases we see. We saw. Yeah. And my husband does not look like he's mixed with anything. <laughs> <laughs> and then with mine, um, I think there was like a gene um, pool from Sweden. 
Right, right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, there were there's a gene pool from Sweden, um, yeah. which 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 is basically um, you're a Viking um, per se, uh, based on that, and it's a strong strong haplotype from that particular region. So that was pretty definitive. So it, it, it is, and that's the reason why it goes back to why people need to get involved because in a case like yourself, your 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 genetic profile is going to be so unique. So to find a match for you is going to be more difficult because of your the, the, your, your genetic composition. So mm-hmm. that's the reason why we need to get more people involved because mixed donors really have a harder time finding matches. Now, is there a way that if, if someone's listening to this and they're like, you know, they, lo- they live somewhere, and they're like, you know what, I'd love to create a blood drive, like a drive for this. Could they mm-hmm. do that wherever they are? Yeah, yeah. We, we have done drives um, all over the place. We did one in London this year. We've done Jamaica a number of times. We've done other places in the Caribbean, um, Trinidad, you know, Latin America. So just contact me. We'll send you the kits, and we we yeah. we we'll set it up. We're, we're pretty. We have we know how to do this, and so um, we'd be love we'd love to get involved. And um, we're working with people in all over the world right now. So uh, we're all set up. Now, as an entrepreneur, I have a question for you. As an entrepreneur, um, what challenges have you faced? Just like because you are working all around the world with this business. What challenges mm-hmm. have you faced um, um, working on this? And you're based in Florida, but yet your reach is far-reaching beyond Florida. What challenges have you faced um, to work with different people in different time zones and all that? Oh, <laughs> well, I, I, I never sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, you know, we have meetings. I people contact me. I'm up at two in the morning here, uh, my time because we have people all over the world. I, we have to synchronize our our collaboration um, meetings, and but it, it's great. Um, yeah. Um, just 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 working with people, and people are so good inherently. They they want to help and they want to um, reach out and, and and help people. So so that's been fantastic. So there's a, yeah, it's a lot of lot of time spent. Um, there's always need for capital. I want to put in a shout out for your company. Uh, <laughs> uh, Christine has a lot of experience in in what she's doing. Um, she she doesn't talk a lot about what she has. Um, vast experience. She's worked in Wall Street. She worked for major financial companies. If you're a small company that needs help or individual that needs help, you need to talk to her. She knows what she's doing, and she's honest. So um, um, please, 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 please give her a call. Um, oh, thanks, Austin. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm a bit facetious. You're really good at what you do. Yeah. Um, but capital is always an issue for entrepreneurs, especially in the beginning. Um, so we have been creative um, in terms of, um, you know, putting money into the company. Um, family members have been really wonderful, and um, so you know that's that's always an issue when you're getting started. Um, but it it, it 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 happens and it grows. And uh, mm-hmm. someone gave me a a, a a wonderful advice years ago. This, this person said to to be be successful in business, you have to stay in business, and um, that's true. Once you stay in it, you don't give up. Eventually, things will happen. Um, there's a, a movie um, which says, "Build it, and, and it will come, and they will come. Build it, and they will come." I think it was "Feel Those yeah. Dreams." It's true. If you build something and you stay with it through the tough times. Eventually, they will come. People will come to you, and that's what happened to us. People uh, contact us for help, and so stay. If you're an entrepreneur, just stay in it. Stay in the fight. Believe in what you're doing, and you will see the result. Amen to that. Now, 
I have rapid fire questions for author. Um, you know, we like to end our shows with just having, having people get to know you as a person. And um, the first one is coffee or tea? Definitely coffee. My <laughs> mom actually drank coffee with me when I was a baby, so I'm stuck on it. Really? <laughs> yeah, she gave us coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Blue Mountain or? Blue Mountain, yeah, she gave us Jamaican coffee when we were small. So. Oh, yeah. wow. Was it like a, a it. like a, just a small amount? Yeah, small amount. We actually she drank it when she was pregnant with us, and when we were little kids, we used to drink coffee. So, yeah. Huh. Yeah. With yeah. common smoke, you know, it's the Caribbean and us talking about exactly the common smoke. <laughs> exactly, you got it. You got it. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. Like to this day, like I have to have common smoke in my coffee. You can't get it at the coffee shop, but yeah. Right. All right. Well, right. mountains or beaches. Definitely beaches. I, you know, uh, definitely beaches. I, I love to hear the water. I, lo- I love the water. Yeah, definitely beaches. Yeah. Um, favorite book. I know this is hard for you. He is a bookie, <laughs> like a very bookish person. Yes, I have quite a collection. Uh, but I, I would say the Bible. Um, it still yeah. is the um, the most interesting, insightful. Um, most fulfilling reading for me. Amen. Um, any advice for entrepreneurs? Yes. Yeah, uh, basically what I said earlier, stay in the fight. Don't give up. Believe in what you're doing. Um, there's a reason why you're doing it. There's a passion why you're doing it. So just stay in it and you'll get there. And um, my mom always told me, make sure you're doing something that your name is on the building. So... Mm-hmm. Um, she passed away two years ago, and you know that, that stays with me. That you you have to you have to put your name on the building for what you're doing, and then mm-hmm. you get to really make a difference. So stay in the fight, yeah. don't give up, you'll get there. Well, thanks so much, Arthur, for joining us today. Um, again, this is the Caribbean Bone Marrow Registry. Can you give us the website again? Absolutely, it's www.caribbeanmarrow.org. www at caribbeanmarrow.org, and we look forward to and hearing then, from you. And then you're also on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. My phone number is 786-538-2060, 786-538-2060. Looking forward to hearing from you. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you. Happy holidays. Thanks.